Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to, it is uh, Wednesday, uh, September 7th. Uh, get a little confused when these short weeks happen. But uh, yesterday, you know, we started out in good shape, but we just could not hold on. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Before we do that, though, let's just remember that there are a lot of things in this world that you and I cannot control. However, when it comes to our retirement, there is some things that you can control, but you got to know what they are, and how to control them. And the number one thing that you can control is risk. How much risk do you have in your current portfolio? Do you know how much risk you should have in your portfolio? We do that and more with our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation, where we'll walk you through to make sure you're on the right path to the retirement you always dreamed of. Hey, with that, Dave, up next. At FM, Jack and Diane. And Dave and Philip. Completely different motif for Dave and Philip, though. It's time to uh, check in on your money and see what's going on on Wall Street this morning. It was uh, one of those days yesterday. We started out the morning, Philip, sounding like we were kind of optimistic. We had some green ink, and then everything went to heck in a handbasket in the middle of the day because we had some good news. This doesn't make sense, does it? No, yeah, good news, and the market falls. You know, it's just... You know, what more could you ask for in the markets today? I mean, we're getting the cracks in the armor of the recession that everybody's worried about. What happened yesterday morning about 10 o'clock, the uh, ISM Services PMI, which is uh, alphabet soup for how is the service industry doing around here. And uh, it actually went up, indicating that, okay, fine, one segment of the economy is actually improving a little bit, to which Wall Street says, oh, spit, we need to sell everything. Well, that's right, because that's one of those cases where good news means that the economy seems to be still puttering along, doing okay, which means that the Fed in a couple of weeks is going to jack interest rates up again. And you and I thought it was already baked into the numbers, but evidently, maybe it's not baked in as much as we thought, given the, the fall off yesterday. I mean, we just can't yeah. buy an update right now. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's really it, it's interesting. You know, the the uh, the leak that came out this morning was really interesting. It kind of got our optimistic speed out of the way in a hurry this morning. Three until five a.m., things were looking pretty doggone good. Then about seven a.m. this morning, two things came out. Number one, uh, the uh, Mortgage Bankers Association put out mortgage application data from last week, and it was good news because mortgage applications only declined by eight tenths of a percent last week over the week before. And that means the decline leveled out a little bit for the week, which is relatively good news. And then the Wall Street Journal leaks an article out with their morning edition that the uh, Federal Reserve Open Market Committee is looking seriously at the notion of a three-quarters of a percent rate hike. Now, uh, the uh, mortgage news is good news because it means we're leveling off a little bit. And you and I both kind of figured, okay, 75 hundredths of a point, that's kind of what we expected we figured the market had baked it in. I'm not 100% sure why that's uh, bad news for equities unless they were hoping upon hope that we were only going to do a half a point or something. Exactly, Dave. I mean, you know, everything that we've been looking at gave us every indication to expect a three-quarters of a percent increase when the Fed meets. Um, you and I were kind of on the other side of the page. We actually wouldn't be surprised if they end up coming up at a, at a whole one percentage point. Now, we don't want yeah. to see that happen, but 
but it would not surprise us based on what's happening in the markets today. Um, so, I mean, I just thought three quarters was kind of baked in and, and that was expected. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I were both of the same mind on that. I saw that three quarters of a percent leak in the journal, and I said, "Okay, fine, that's normal." And then I watched the markets just go patooey. I mean, we're down on the order of well, like 175, 180 points on the futures from where they were about six, about six thirty or so this morning. So I'm not sure what the market expects, unless they were just hoping upon hope. Uh, that uh, the Fed was going to let up on the pressure. And uh, really, since we're always, it seems, every economic report that we're getting out of them is, you know, either what we expected or slightly better than we expected. Again, good news for the economy means uh, bad news for interest rates because that messes up companies on a short-term basis. Evidently, somebody on Wall Street was actually expecting the Fed to take a vacation day this month. I guess so. And so we... Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what that all really means. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe we will be surprised as to what happens one way or the other. Um, the, we, the other effect of that to me... I'm sorry, the other effect of that to me means about two this afternoon when the Federal Reserve's beige book comes out. That's the green eye shade report that uh, basically deep, dark accountants always pour over real deeply. Uh, that may have a bigger impact on the market today than it normally would because although we pretty well knew what was going on, the beige book goes in detail and gives us the data the Fed used to make their decision last month. Uh, it may very well be a bigger market mover than normal today. It could be. I mean, let's face it, the markets are going to be looking for anything that they can mm -hmm. use to to justify one way or the other, whatever way they, they move. And uh, and that'll just be one more piece that, that may be helpful for them. Absolutely. I think the meeting is set for the 27th and 28th of this month. So we've got three weeks worth of this tea leaf reading on the Federal Reserve side to try to figure out what on God's green earth they're going to do. And uh, uh, it's uh, starting to become less predictable as things go forward. But yeah, you're right. It is. You know, it's uh, you and I thought we could read the tea leaves a little bit better, but uh, and we may be right, but we don't know until we get there. Absolutely. If you want some bad news to move the market up, I got a couple of pieces of that that came over my ticker this morning. Uh, Google's CEO, the, the uh, Google division of Alphabet, uh, he said that he had the goal to make the company 20% more efficient in the next year. And when all you really do is feed data into a server and let it vomit it up on the Internet as your line of work, generally that probably means uh, cutting back employee counts, and that's probably where the 20% more efficient comes from. Uh, the other thing that came out this morning is uh, Kraft Heinz, the big food producer and uh, conglomerate that pretty much makes a piece of just about everything we eat. Uh, they said their projections were for a 20% inflation rate this year. Now, if you're looking for bad news, I'd call that about the poster child for it, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I would. I mean, 20% inflation? Oh, my goodness. That would be – I mean, that I – mean, have, have we had it that high before in a long time? I mean, have we ever had it that high, Dave? I mean, I'm thinking back. You're older than I am. <laughs> Thanks, Guy. I appreciate it. <laughs> Highest I remember is I think we hit 13% during the Carter years, but I can't remember ever getting up into that level or not. I mean, you know, they were concerned about 5% inflation during LBJ's years and the Vietnam War years, but I think we hit 13 for one quarter during the Carter years. So if Kraft talks 20, I would think that would throw the markets into a real scare. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would think that would really throw them into a tizzy, and um, that would not be good. None of us would enjoy that ride. 
not one tiny little bit. And that that little release might as well have contributed to the downtick on the uh, on the futures this morning. I should say it's not a major sell-off, but it went from like better part of a hundred points up to the better part of a hundred points down on the Dow inside of about 45 minutes, and I call that a major sell-off, even though it doesn't, uh, you know, it's not an Armageddon-type day, but it was a real change in direction. And those three items all at once, the mortgage bankers, the uh, rumor of the 75 basis point hike, and Kraft talking about a 20% inflation rate all pretty much came out about the same time on my ticker, and that was kind of where we made the U-turn on the futures this morning. Yeah, and and it's uh, and it's bounced around this morning. We've actually gone to to a slight tinge of green back down to the red again this morning, as you and I have been on the radio. But hey, you know it is what it is. We'll have to ride it out. It would just be nice if we could get a green day in there somewhere. <laughs> I just I'd settle for some certainty in something or another because it's starting to sound like a crapshoot every time we open the microphone these mornings, isn't it? It it really does. You know, it's like. Okay, let's just have one thing go right. Absolutely. We're coming up on the end of the quarter, and that means there's almost nothing out there as far as company reports are concerned. Uh, you got a lot of re-ratings and stuff in one report, I know, this morning from a company that uh, is traded on the exchanges. Can you provide us any good news out of the uh, ticker gossip? Well, you know, here's the one I do have. It's called Copia uh, Software, and they um, – they're a software company that the business that business management uses to help with their spending. Uh, they've got a, sub, a couple of different things that are that business are, are used to, to help their bottom line. Um, and, and they came in better than expected. They made like 20 cents a share compared to the nine cents that was estimated. And uh, and they're a bright spot this morning because they're up like 10 percent. Um, from from yesterday's close, so some good news on that front. Even though it doesn't really affect you and I retail wise, um, another one we have was Neo. Neo is the Chinese electric vehicle maker. Um, the second quarter they lost four hundred and nine, almost four hundred and ten million dollars for the second quarter, uh, which was bigger than expected. Um, and so they're trading down about five percent. That's really that all. Might that- help. That might help Tesla a little bit. One of the sidebar articles that I was reading this morning is that what happens in China if Tesla doesn't stay the number one electric automaker in China? Uh-huh. Well, if somebody's losing, that could be good news playing a zero-sum game to an extent. Uh, that's true. For them, it, it very well could be. So then we had some, like you said, some re-ratings come out. We've got um, the likes of Newell Brands, which that's – we don't recognize that name, but it you'll recognize who they – what they do, they make Yankee Candle, Rubbermaid, those type of things. Um, mm-hmm. They came out and lowered their third quarter revenue guidance. They said, quote, significantly greater than expected pullback in orders as consumers are dealing with inflation. Um, so that's just a case of, hey, that's an item that we don't have to have. We're not going to buy it. Um, you know down, the world's going to heck when you aren't buying stinky candles anymore. Exactly. You know, so they're trading down <laughs> about 4.3%. Um, Pinterest, on the other side, um, they got some good news from Wolf Research. They actually upgraded uh, Pinterest, saying hmm. that the, the, the CEO, the new CEO they have, has the ability to execute on longer-term user and monetization goals. So uh, they like the new CEO and think that he could really uh, 
bring some great benefits. They're trading up a little over 4% this morning. I think it might be a reward for being a true artist at corporate doublespeak, too. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> if you can say nothing in 20 words or more, you get a prize. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, set so, the table. Uh, it was an off. It was an off day yesterday on Wall Street. We ended up uh, losing our optimistic tinge of the morning and ended up down 173 on the Dow, 16 on the S and P. Nasdaq down three quarters of a percent again. We're down to 11.544 on the Nasdaq exchange to open this morning. You mentioned that we're starting to recover a little bit on a couple of the indexes. 45 minutes before we open, what is happening, Philip? You know, there's a lot of red ink right now, Dave, uh, across the board. The Dow is down $46, which is down about 0.15%. You've got the S&P 500 down almost $6. It's the same percentage down. NASDAQ 100 down less than a tenth of a percent. So, and small cap's the big loser right now, Dave. They're down $15 or about eight tenths of a percent. So, That would make some sense given the fact that they're interest sensitive on those exchanges. Yep, exactly. And then, so the only thing I can find green on the commodity side is silver. Silver up almost a half a percent, but still below yesterday's start. They're back down below $18 again to $17.98 an ounce. We've got gold down about two tenths of a percent and crude oil down a little over three quarters of a percent to $86.22 a barrel right now. And like I said before, I don't like the reason it goes down with expectations of lower economic activity across the globe. Mixed bag on the Asian rim this morning, kind of up in Japan, down on mainland China. European markets are generally evenly off on the range of three quarters of a percent halfway through their trading day. Trying to keep tabs and making sure that my retirement is something I planned on at the outset, that takes some rearrangement at times to get the risk out of my plans. How do I find you to get the risk out of my retirement plans, Philip? Dave, risk is exactly the reason that we developed a core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037, and we can walk you through or calculate, organize, review, and establish the right portfolio for you. And then check out our radio program this weekend, the Sattler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday. 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, same time, with a little bit more optimistic tinge to our tone, we hope, on light. Fair enough? I'm hoping so, Dave. Have a great day. My fingers are crossed. Have a good one. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, remember, it's the core retirement design that you need to make sure that you've got the retirement you always dreamed of designed and ready to go. So with that, uh, we're done for the day. hope you have a great day. hope you'll join us again tomorrow morning. Same time, same place, right here. Until then, 